This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Right now, though, we are going to shift back to one of the other big stories of the day. Harvey Weinstein sentenced to 23 years in a New York State prison for rape and sexual assault. The conviction he was sentenced earlier today. So what does this mean for other cases? And what does this do when we're talking about sexual assault and cases in the courts. Angela Marie McDougall joins me on the line, Executive Director of the Battered Women's Support Services. Angela, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks for the opportunity, Jill. Good morning. Uh, What was your first response when you heard that he was sentenced and the sentence is 23 years? Yes. Well, uh, maybe some people were surprised, but I wasn't. I I did think that he was going to get convicted. I mean, you have to really think about it. You know, there's so he was only uh, charged with, you know, I think, six offenses and, and then convicted of two. Uh, there were 100 accusers and uh, over, you know, multiple decades. Uh, and so we sort of, and, and, and the, laws, the laws governing sexual assault are so narrow. So uh, what, what we have, I guess, is the best case scenario uh, for what are truly uh, just horrific circumstances, not just in terms of his behavior, but the criminal system. More, more broadly. And I know we're talking about the United States, but Canada is, uh, has some, a lot of similarities. Uh, because is, is it fair to say that part of the reason that a lot of women don't come forward, not only is it that women know, should their case go to trial, they are going to be put through a horrific scenario of having to relive what happened and relive the, the, what it is uh, that they're alleging, uh, but also the conviction rate is extremely low. Yes, uh, that is, the conviction rate is extraordinarily low. I, I believe it's around two percent for those cases that are brought uh, that do make it to to the criminal system most cases uh, don't get past the police as we know from various reports the police you know and uh, you know more historically but certainly recently where police are deeming reports unfounded so it doesn't even make it uh, to the crown to even consider whether charges uh, yeah so it's a it's a very uh, very very difficult uh, uh, area of, of, of the legal system. And of course, we know how endemic and how much of an epidemic uh, sexual violence is. So uh, the number of survivors uh, that actually take the risk to even talk to police is very narrow, very small. Uh, and then for those cases that end up in a, in a criminal proceeding, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's um, negligible compared to the, the amount of sexual violence that, that exists in, in, in Canada and other places in the world. Do you think a, a, an outcome like this, with a conviction and now what is essentially a life sentence for yeah. Weinstein, uh, I, I mean, this was an extreme case. We're talking about this huge Hollywood mogul and, and the right. people involved uh, in some, in a lot of the accusers uh, were well-known people. But will that, do you think, make a difference in empowering women to come forward and letting women know that it is possible to have justice? So we've been working for a long time, uh, you know, with those that have been working to end gender violence and violence against women, uh, to uh, to look at what justice means and to and so what we have, we, we want to have a really broad definition of, of justice, and that then the criminal system is just one 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 avenue. Not every uh, survivor is going. Every woman's going to want to tell her story, go public in that way. So justice has, uh, you know, we, we want to have a, a lot of uh, definitions of justice. Now, when we're talking about, uh, you know, those women that, that are considering the criminal system, uh, I think for all of us, we are, uh, you know, it's, it's a day to rejoice 
<laughs> you know, quite frankly. Uh, and But it also, because it was a result of survivors' voices, it was the result of survivors, uh, you know, thousands of survivors sharing their stories through social media, uh, mostly, and, uh, you know, through various hashtags, including Me Too. Uh, and, you know, and then the media reports, uh, and then some very, you know, some, so it was been really survivor driven. And that is ultimately what I think that we rejoice in is, uh, is the power of, of, of survivors' voices and, and women speaking our truth and, uh, and joining together. Uh, and so I think in that way, this case, as well as some others before him, you know, that were, um, and has, is shifting culture, but it's slow. These are, these are things that are very, 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 resistant to change. Uh, Weinstein himself uh, has maintained the entire time that anything that happened was consensual. He said that the whole Me Too movement is now, it's now almost trapping men who haven't done anything wrong and it's, and it's, uh, and it's taking down innocent men. Are you surprised at all by his, his maintenance of innocence and those comments? No, I'm not surprised because I think, uh, and of course he's not the only one that's made those comments. It's, uh, it is a, it is certainly a, a refrain that, uh, you know, that we, we, we hear here and there. Uh, and, you know, and this is uh, not, you can, it's kind of, expe- except, um, what's that word? It's kind of, uh, um, you know, we can see that this would happen because we're challenging power. We're, you know, we're talking about sexual violence, talking about patriarchy, talking about, uh, you know, the gender dynamics and, 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 uh, and hierarchies. Uh, so we're, you know, we're really confronting some well-worn paths about the myths of, uh, that women bring it on ourselves, and so uh, I think that this the, the responses are uh, to be expected, uh, and it. Uh, but however, nobody's nobody's buying it. Uh, for the most part, I think the culture has shifted and recognizing this is a big problem, and that men are are need to be accountable for their behavior, for some things that have been cultural norms. So we're shifting those norms, and and I've talked to many men who are examining their behavior as a result of this, you know, they're, they're thinking about themselves, they're thinking about their families, they're thinking about their fathers and their friends, and, and this is exactly the kind of cultural shift that, that we seek. And so, uh, he, of course, he's, uh, you know, he, he hasn't come to that, uh, that reckoning, uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, but certainly other men are, and certainly the culture is. And, uh, and, and we've still got a long, long, long way to go, but these are some big shifts that we're seeing uh, in part due to this case. It's interesting that you mentioned that because, uh, and this case is really considered, I think, the beginning of the Me Too movement and, and with, the, with the numbers and what we really saw with the numbers coming forward, like you said, on social media after the stories about Harvey Weinstein started to materialize. I remember having a conversation with a man at the, at the time when it was just starting to really take off and, and he was flabbergasted saying, well, there's just so many women. This can't be true. This can't okay. be happening because there's just too many. There's no way that this is possible. And I remember kind of shaking my head thinking, I don't know how to fight against that argument when, when yes, there are this many women. Yes, it is true. But, but these are men who, these aren't perpetrators. These are, these are just men. And I think he, he like many men, thought, thought, well, this can't possibly be true. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, just how normalized sexual violence is. It's, it's rendered invisible except for those who survive it. So what, what Me Too has done, it's drawn, shone a light on it. And so I think for many, uh, you know, we're, well, you know maybe, the, maybe for the men that you're referring to, and I've talked to lots of men who have said similar things, uh, it, it's, a, it's a wake-up call and a, and a reckoning 
for uh, you know for, for some very serious flaws in our in our in our culture in our society, and uh, and that's the thing about change is that initially people are surprised. Uh, this this case as well deals with a lot of the accusations and well not accusations now because they, he was convicted but but what happened here happened in many cases several years ago we've right. had other examples though more recently just in the past couple of years uh, I think of the one where the young uh, indigenous girl was being questioned by a police officer with highly inappropriate questions after she came to police with uh, was saying she had been sexually assaulted there have been yeah. numerous cases where clearly there is still a lot long way to go. So how do we tackle that? Yeah, so this is about the victim blaming that uh, is uh, so, so inherent in, in the way that sexual violence is framed. Uh, and so that is, you know, that the victim blaming is the, the, the idea that, the, that somehow the, the, the victim, the survivor is partially or entirely at fault for the harm that is, you know, that befell them. And so we, that's what we've been seeking to redress for a long time is this, the myth, you know, in that case that you talk about with the, with the youth uh, who was in the care of the, you know, the, the Ministry of Child and, and Family Development here in British Columbia, who was be brave enough to tell her story of sexual violence to, uh, you know, a Kelowna RCMP and, and his response was appalling. And so the, there's a long, 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 long history of, of, you know, rape myth acceptance and, um, you know, and, and that just leads to victim blaming. And so this uh, Me Too has provided a, a very important and very public opportunity for us all to uh, gain awareness and to examine behavior. Uh, but we're not done by any stretch. Uh, and the criminal system is only one measure of, of what, you know, we, you know, until there is no sexual violence, that's when you know, until until nobody is afraid to walk outside at night, or nobody is afraid to, to you know that they're that that they're going to experience sexual violence on a date. Uh, until that happens, where we've got a lot, we've got a long way to go. Do you think progress is being made? I do, I do. Uh, uh, we have a, it's uh, the awareness, and we're, and we're seeing little bits of behavior change. I mean, I think that's what uh, you know what what we're seeing, like with you know with that man that you talked about, and the men that I know, and. Uh, and then, of course, all the survivors, you know, you know, going public with their stories, coming out from the, you know, the shadows of this very personal and individual experience. Those are that's that's the change. That's the beginning of change. I mean, the behavior changes haven't happened entirely yet, but uh, you know, the first part is awareness, and uh, and and we are, uh, you know, to be, you know, you know <laughs> sexual violence. I mean, it, the, the the rape shield laws didn't come into effect until very very early, uh, you know, in the in 1980s. And so, you know, sexual violence hasn't really been uh, recognizing within the criminal system, let alone the culture. So we've, it's a very recent phenomenon, us talking about, about this publicly and having services and, uh, and media, co- you know, covering stories such as this. So uh, it were very, it's only maybe 40 years, probably less. So that, uh, you know, if we think about the progress we've made in just 40 years, I would say we're doing not too, not too shabby, but of course, we're not going to stop. We have a long way to go still. All right. We will leave it there. Uh, Angela, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jill. All the best. All right. You too. That is Angela Marie McDougall, Executive Director of the Battered Women's Support Services.